God and Chetzishev and Menashe. And what was the issue? What was the problem that Moshe had with them staying on the other side of the Yarden? Attempt to and your brothers are going to go forward to the Milchama. And it was a big issue of the fact that people are going to go to the war without, um, that with, they were not going to join in this action of going to war against, uh, in, in Eretz Canaan. So this was, this central, now it's an interesting thing to think about. I think that only in the past, meaning the past few decades, has war and fighting for Am Yisrael and putting your body on the line and risking your life, which is a very, very physical thing, is now part of Obadat Hashem. Meaning, if you think about it historically, 200 years ago, the idea of fighting in an army as being Avodat Hashem is something that was so far away from anybody's mindset. Today, we have many, many yeshiva buffers that have brought again Saifa Vesefa, brought together Torah and the world of physically fighting, Yiddishkeit, Torah, Avodat Hashem, and real Avodat Hashem, in this deep, deep sense that they're fighting for something that is more than just themselves, they're risking their lives to Satan Hashem, and it's serving Hashem, this idea of physically fighting for Fighting in a physical manner of Adat Hashem in just a physical way is something that's very new. And I want to go through the Pesukim because I think there's a few very important messages in how we view the act of, of going to the army, the act of war, within, within the Torah. So, just first and foremost, it says, By the way, Hashem Moshe Lemor, Nekom Nikmat Bene Israel, when the first source, Me'et Abidyani Makarta Sefer Lamecha. So, who has to go to the army? What's For each tribe. Okay, so there's a thousand for each tribe. How much is that in total? 12,000. Now wait a second. How many Shvatim are there? How many Shvatim are there? There's 13. Okay, so someone missing? It says, Elif the Mate, Elif the Mate, like a thousand for each Shevet, and then one, and then 12,000. So is there one missing? All right, maybe lady is missing. Okay. So it's interesting that we have every Shevet has to have representatives, but we're missing. So then it says, Basuk Vav, Vishlach Otam Oshel of the Matel, it's about Tam. The Ed Kinchas, Benalazar Kohen, Latsavaut, Lea Kodesh, Patsotrot, Otro, Biodo. So everyone goes, we have representatives from each, each part of the nation, and then we have Pinchas, Benalazar, who goes in front of them. Why does Pinchas, Benalazar, go in front of them? What's his role? What's Pinchas, Benalazar's role in this? Why do we have the Kohen or going in front of the army? What is this? Is this. What is this called? Lashon Chazal. What's the role of a Kohen? Did you know there's a Kohen that has to go in front of the army at all times? What? Kohen Meshuach Minchama. There's a mitzvah in the Torah that in front of the army, there is a Kohen whose job it is to lead the, lead the army into war. Okay? It's a very interesting. We're going to see that there's many, many psukim and there's, there's things that they have to say, which is still done today. Up until today, it's a very, very important Allah. Okay, so first and foremost, we have this idea of representatives from the whole nation. 
going to Kumat Hashem. It's number two, the Kohen goes in front of him. And the last part is what we see in the story with Ruben and God, who say that they're going to stay in the Me'ever Yarden. How dare you not go with your brothers to the fight? Meaning, if you see others, and the fact that you, the responsibility that you need as a Jew, when you see others who are in need, is something that everybody has to take responsibility for. There's no such thing as staying behind. Now, it's just, it's just an interesting thing to think about. Um, as anyone, when, when you see in general, when people see that people need help, now, when everyone is going to help, there's always this mindset of, of not caring. It's actually, hey, how Okay? Anyone hear of the story of Kathy from New York? You know what I'm talking about? What? The bystander effect. There's something called the bystander effect. And I think that it's something that comes up a lot in camp. When you're the only majority in the bunk, and there's a balagan going on, it's clear that you're going to have to take. But when everybody is sleeping, right, all four Madrasim are in the room, Madrasim are in the room, and it's time to wake up, I remember as a Madrasim that it was always a big fight between who's going to get up and wake up the kids. You did yesterday, it's good, it's good lessons actually for when you have kids, and the conversations that happen with your, with your spouse when the kids wake up in the middle of the night. I did it last time, but now I'm using it. You get that same thing. The bystander effect is when there's a lot of people that are taking part in something, you don't necessarily. But what we see in, in, the, in, the eyes of, in the eyes of the Torah is that Milchama is this, is, this, is this incredibly powerful situation where everybody has to be involved. And there's no, when you see people in need, everybody needs to take the first step. It's not the concept of Makom She'en Ish, Ish, but rather. Everyone has to take the first step. Now, in terms of the wars themselves, okay? Now, I want to take a look at an interesting machlok. As we said, there was every single, every single Shabbat, now we said there was 12,000. So there's actually a machlok at Tanayim in the Sifri, as to what this means. Elif lemateh, elif lemateh, lechol matot Yisrael tishtukot sabah. Arbaa v'yisrin elif divri rabbi Yishma. Rabbi Shemal says, what do we learn from the fact that it says twice, Elif Lamateh, Elif Lamateh? It means that there was actually 2,000 per Shevet, and that means that there was actually 12,000, 24,000. Sorry, 24,000 total that went to war. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Elif Lamateh, Elif Lamateh, Shnei Masar Elif, Matamudomah, Lechol Matot Yisrael, Tishbu Etzavah, Lavi Eshvatoshel Levi. Comes Rabbi Akiva and says, that the Kiddush of the Pasuk is, that it says in this double language, is that everybody has to go to war, even Shevet Levi. Now why is it a Kiddush that even Shevet Levi has to go to war? Why is this uh, a Kiddush? Because generally, Shevet Levi didn't have to go. Why was Shevet Levi Pasuk from going to, war, going to the army? Because they didn't have an Akhala. So if you don't have a piece of the land, you don't have to. What's another reason why? The Rambam says in the next source, the reason why is because their role was to teach Torah. And this is a source, and the Rambam continues and says that anybody who takes upon themselves the role of teaching Torah and leaving regular life and acting as kind of like someone who's totally separate from this world, who doesn't have a physical nachal on land, who doesn't have a regular job, and doesn't have all those things, and devotes themselves completely to Torah, is putter from going to the army. 
Now, is the Rambam describing an ideal? Is that the ideal that is, is, is that, and by the way, these sources, this machloket that we have in the Sifri, and this machloket and this idea in the Rambam is actually one of the most contentious pieces of Torah in, in, society, in Jewish society today. Literally, the most, I think probably the most, or one of the most contentious pieces of Torah. Should Shevet Levi go to the army or not? Machlokis between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva. And that machlokis about whether or not we see everybody's responsibility for the physical act of going to the army, and if you think about this physical act of going to the army, is it something that is, is the ideal version of Avodat Hashem? What do you guys think? What, how could you see this as an ideal version of Avodat Hashem? If versus learning, sitting and learning, davening, porishing, living a life of spirituality, of complete devotion to Avodat Hashem, versus going to the army. Which one's more ideal? Going to the army. Um, well, you went to the army, so it's not fair. Yeah. Okay, so that's an interesting. Does it seem from the psukim that we've learned that there's this idea of every individual gets to choose for themselves? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, I think the fact that the fact that there's a slogan whether they be so or not shows the fact that they definitely have a choice to go to their own relation. Someone portrayed a lady is not the biggest only papa. He should uh, he should redeem himself by going to the army. Okay, could be. Yeah. And you need a balance of, of, of you know, the, the spiritual learning. You also need to do something physical. Like, we were, if everyone's always learning, like, as great as the Adventist, people do attack this. We do people attack the people. So, maybe I'll ask the question. I agree with what you're saying. I think what you're saying is extremely, extremely important about kind of this balance. Now, I'll ask the question a little bit differently. In terms of Avodat Hashem, in terms of actual service on a Baruch Hu, not what the Am needs, not, per, like, is there the act of going to the army, is that Avodat Hashem? Is that Avodat Hashem in a similar way than davening and, and learning and, and, you know, spiritual devotion, meditation, bonadut, etc.? Is that itself Avodat Hashem? <coughs> I think it depends how you go into it. Okay, how could it be Avodat Hashem? So meaning I will, I, so it's all about like kavana. Meaning I, I, I want to understand that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I want to. How does that work? Like if I like I want to go water skiing now. So if I'm like it's for avodat Hashem and I said it and I think it, then it's avodat Hashem. Is that, is that how it happens? What? It's a mitzvah. Right, but it's a very it's a very non spiritual mitzvah. Right? It's not, it's, it seems like a mitzvah that's very different than our regular kind of like wearing tzitzis uh, or davening or walking on your midos or, you know, giving tzedakah or it's, it's a very strange type of mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But obviously we're not talking about just like, you know, going to Uganda and starting a war. Right? We're, we're, it, it is a mechamen mitzvah. But it, it's a, it's, what? Yeah, we're talking about, this, we're discuss, the discussion here is only about Tavim Mitzvah, yeah. You can, you can understand the same way you understand the Mitzvah of it's not really a spiritual Mitzvah, it's more for our bodily needs and our pleasures, 
But at the end of the day, if you have a good mindset, if you want, if you have a good mindset to join Shabbat, then Silat Yoto, Sunday's Gashmis, can be physical. So it's the same thing. If you have the mindset of you want to settle the land, you want to work the land, this physical act of war can become spiritual. Okay, so I think, I think, so it's, 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 it's interesting. It's very similar. What's your name again? Yoh. And? Amram. And Amram. So it's very similar things. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're talking about the intentions towards a different outcome. But the action itself of fighting and physical war and running through the, the, the dirt and, and pudra and, like, and just really like just getting into the, into the actual physical part of it, that itself, it's, it's like eating because you need to reach simcha. It's, it's a means to an end. But in itself, davening in itself is a, is, is a mitzvah. It's ruchni, it's spiritual. But the war is not necessary. What are you going to say? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you agree with that perspective? I was going to say, like, they're both super important, and like, it, that doesn't mean you're done with it. up to you, but I don't think if you do one hour of one person being nerdy, one hour of one person dominating through these photos, that it's the same kind of connection that you're, that you're feeling like getting. Alright, so it's I want to... important to Great, that. great. Okay, so I want to take a look at this Sifri, and, and I know that the time is waning down, and we have two more minutes. Alright? So, yeah, I know when we start. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so the Sifri, and let's go through this. It's a fascinating Sifri. I'm telling you this will blow your mind. <laughs> so the, the Sifri says it's false. I'm sorry, not the Sifri. Eicha Rab. This is, we're about to get into uh, Eicha in a couple weeks. This is a piece of Eicha Rab. Zabi bin Levi Patach. Lo he'eminu malchei Yisrael. The kings of Israel did not believe. They had a lacking of emuna. And it talks about Arba Malachim Ayu, There were four different good kings of Yudah. There's only four good kings, or not only four, but the four main good kings of Yudah, they went down, as we'll see, in levels of Emunah. And what one asked, the other one didn't. Ve'eluhem, these are the four kings. David ve'asa Yoshafat ve'chizkiyam. David Amar, Erdof ovai basigam. Amar lo baruchu, ani David said, I will chase after my enemies, and I will catch them, and I will kill them. And Akush Baruchu said, okay, I will do that. Amar Asa, Asa said, ani ebi koach laharog. I don't have enough koach. We're talking about emuna. I don't have enough koach, spiritual emuna, to do that. Ani rodefotam batalsen. I'll just chase after them, but I won't actually kill them. I won't actually finish the job. You have to do it. Amar lo aniosah. Kosh Baruch said, I'll do it for you. Amar Yoshafat. Yoshafat said, Ani ain't bikoach lo larog velo lerdof, el ani omer shira batauseh. He says, I don't have koach emuna. I don't have enough emuna to go out and actually physically fight. So I'm just going to dab it. And Kosh Baruch please do it for me. And Kosh Baruch says, fine, I'll do it for you. Amar Chizkiyahu. Chizkiyahu gets up and says, Ani ain't bikoach lo larog velo lirdof velo lomar shira el ani yashem amitati ve'ata oseh. Chizkiyahu says, I don't have any koach at all. I don't have koach to daven. I'm going to lie on my bed and a Kosh Baruch can you take care of the war for me? Kosh Baruch says, Amar lo Kosh Baruch Hu ani oseh. Fine. In terms of the level of miraculous nature, 
Which king had the greatest miracle done for him? Hezekiah. As the Midrash ex- describes it, who had the greatest emunah? David. This Midrash is a fuchal afuch, what we usually think. We usually think that emunah means to give up for HaKadosh Baruch What the Midrash is describing is a totally different type of relationship with HaKadosh Baruch And if you look, and there's a thousand of course that show this, and if you look at the depths of, of course, in terms of soul, in terms of understanding what it really means to have a relationship with the Kurdish Baruch Hu, does not mean to see a Kurdish Baruch Hu as somebody that does things for you, but rather to see a Kurdish Baruch Hu as somebody who you partner with, who lives through you, and you as an individual in this world were created in order to bring Hashem's Ratzon to the world. And even when you're doing physical actions, when you are, have the right mindset, you are creating a world in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to live in this world, to manifest in this world, to really actually be in this world in a physical way by your actions. This is what it means to have a partnership with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu as just an Avinu Sheba Shamayim, but rather as Ishi as a partner, as somebody who is, as, a, as a, something that you have an intimate relationship with. And David HaMelech, when he was fighting that war, that was a fulfillment of Ratzon Hashem. And he had the amuna, and the koach and amuna, to actually live that way. And I think that this is a totally different way of looking at the way we live our lives. When we go out and we're doing, when it's easy when you're davening and you're learning to say, okay, this is when I believe in Hashem. This is when I feel close. But to be able to feel just as close when you're doing physical things, when you're chasing after your kids as madrichi, when you're when you're in the in, in, when you're in your pool lot, when you're doing sport, except all these different physical things that sometimes it just seems like okay, it's the means to an end. David Amalekh is showing us it's not the means to the end. It actually itself is a way to relate to a Baruch Hu in a very very intimate way. When you see a Baruch Hu is so deeply related to who you are as a person, he created everything about you, even all of your kochos, everything you have. That relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu is something that you feel close to Hashem, even in the most physical times in your life, as long as you build that relationship in a very, very deep way. So hopefully, in everything you're doing here at camp, both in the learning, as well as out in the war with your chanichim and chanichot, you'll be able to be in close, deep relationship with Hashem. Uh, Thomas? Uh, Gabby?